When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Uh, the Minnesota Twins last evening reached the halfway point of the season. 81 games. Doesn't it seem like they've played 200? The, it does this, feel like this, that. Sometimes yeah. baseball seasons fly. This one, they've been crawling on their bellies. Uh, they're playing right now. I don't know uh, what's going on. Uh, we tried mightily here. To get Facebook Live on the on the big TV, but we ran into a roadblock. I'm sure that uh, people who have uh, done it previously on their uh, television have have been able to find it today. But uh, anyway, the uh, I do have it on my phone, so I will be Twins uh, and the Brewers. Do we it. have a score yet? Uh, well, right now they are. I, there must be some sort of downtime because they're chronicling the career of uh, the Hawk, Latroy Hawkins, right now. So really? they're showing. Uh, Huh, they don't have any uh, ads. There's no ads. Ah, okay. There's no between any so ads. Some, so they're doing some stuff for downtime. So in their studio, they don't have a giant manila folder that says ads. Uh, no. <laughs> like the right. host of this show does. Like this, right? Yes. Yeah. Ads. Ads. <laughs> and every four or five months, I change the, the folder to keep it fresh. You got to keep it fresh, roll. baby. Yes, ads. That's true. You know what? I kind of like LaTroy. On the game. He's okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. Especially uh, when he says stuff like, Tommy Canley's the worst team I ever had. You know, you know what? We learn uh, stuff. It is interesting how the rave reviews that the fill-ins get. I'll just leave it at that. The rave reviews that the fill-ins get. Coming Hawkins, everybody likes Hawkins. Everybody Ooh. likes Morneau. Everybody likes Smalley. Are you here by circle? Is that about it? Is that about it? Well, Smalley... And I think Justin got a little bit more comfortable as the year has oh, gone well, on. Well, the best thing they did is they put Smalley in the booth with him with one him. day, mm-hmm. and that and that seemed to improve him a lot. Uh, anyway, bottom of the third, no score. What by the way. a flop this season has been! And uh, Fernando Rodney, who what fifteen in, fifteen in a row, right until he blew the one in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, blows another one last night, gets the first out, and then uh, can't throw strikes and add. He didn't have a real good. Uh, he didn't have command of that changeup either, so they end up giving that run up. And once the Brewers got them in extra innings, I gave them about a one and a half percent chance to win that game, and and they lost again. Uh, Zach Littell, for the second time, they showed us Zach. Uh, he made a start, and he made an inning and third. Mm-hmm. Like he that. started the uh, the second game of the doubleheader when they did Jackie Robinson Day. At Target Field, mm-hmm. he was. And the he, he did not last too long. No, he did not. No. And l- last night, did he walk everybody 
Uh, I know he walked in the run, and he walked in a couple of guys before that. I will admit. And manager Molitor said he looked a little nervous. Yes. <laughs> well, he went back today, and Gabriel Moya showed up, which le- brings up the question, why didn't they call up Gabriel Moya? To begin with. To in begin the first with. Place. Who has been here before. Well, and, and it can pitch in relief if you want him to. I'll fully admit, when Rodney blew the save, I went to bed because I knew it was over. I did, too. I knew they were going to lose yeah, the game. That's I, I didn't need Yes. Anyway, 35 and 46. One of the real flops. Uh, 2011 was an incredible flop. But you know what uh, I've decided? The Twins' big mistake is spending money. <laughs> 2011, 120. $113.2 million. Highest payroll they'd ever had at that time. Mm-hmm. Plus, that didn't count the 5.3 that they'd paid the Japanese club for Nishi. For Nishi. For Nishi okay. So it was about they they'd 118 and a half. That was the highest they'd ever. It was ninth in baseball. Wow. Ninth in baseball, and everybody got hurt. And they went sixty three and ninety nine, and they started. And we had BLW. They started the third great collapse of franchise history, uh, the night, the late nineties, and now this decade. And this year, one hundred and twenty eight point five, counting Husey and the fellas. Now that's only twentieth in baseball, but it's the highest they've ever done because they added Morrison. Late, they added Morrison. They added Lynn. They added Oda Rizzi. They acquired Oda Rizzi. They yeah. get up to it. Each time, uh, you know, remember when they signed Logan Morrison and Lynn, they told us, man, we went to the poll ads and they said, go ahead, let's go for it. We don't still so have any of Ricky's money, money left, do we? Huh? There's no no Ricky money left on this payroll, right? That was done after the end of last year because they paid Anaheim to take Ricky yes. when we got yeah, Hector. That's not in this. Okay, uh, that was done uh, after the end of last year. 128 half. Uh, I mean, accounted Husey's, uh, yeah. what? Thirteen? What's what was he? I think, I think he was just twelve or twelve or thirteen. Twelve yeah. or thirteen, whatever Hughes is. That so sometimes they put the payroll as what it is as of August thirty first, and you, you still got to count the, the Hughes money. So uh, one hundred and twenty eight and a half, highest payroll ever. And they stink. So, so now, so, so don't spend money. That's so, the, that's so instead the of cheap poll ads, it should be expensive poll yes, ads. Yes, yes, we should be mad at them. Free <laughs> spending poll ads. Those reckless, jackasses. reckless, reckless spending. spending. Yes. Reckless spending. <laughs> Every time they spend, they really stink. So, because uh, 2011 started, I I have referred to it as the Nishioka era, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little harsh because he was only here two years and then went home. But it was TK. The, how you doing? Well, Japanese kid can't play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 2011, but, they were what were they? 49 and 45 or something this, like that. And then I, I went, think they will be able to uh, acquire their lowest ever attendance in uh, Target Field well, this year. I was joking. I Target Field. I was joking with the program director and Tommy P before GL today, Pat. Because they had sent out the homestand highlights for yeah. this upcoming yeah. Baltimore, Kansas City, and Tampa Bay. Yep. Yeah, yeah, leading yeah. up to the All Star. Go break. get them, yep. fellas! I think that uh, I think that uh, there'll be a little elbow room in Target Field here. What what a flop this year has been, though. And uh, boy, does the manager look. Uh, you know, I think the manager wishes that they'd said, you know, we're going to go in a different direction. I'm sure he likes the money, but uh, he's got plenty of that. Is, are we at the point where? He's going to have to do something to save his job. They gave him a three-year contract. 
But they He's got three years. This administration has shown they don't care about eating money. They they sent Hughes to San Diego and they ate money. They gave up a draft pick to get rid of him. Yes, but at some point you have to answer to management. You know, ownership. You mean? Yeah, yeah. ownership. Yeah. yeah, ownership. So, I mean, Molitor is he's the manager of the year last year. So it's it's hard to put it in his lap. But uh, yeah, way to go, guys! You really are making us proud. And yeah, Orioles, Orioles. Kansas City and Tampa, you say? Yep, eleven games. I'm gonna, I am gonna puff and puff and blow the house down and get there once. I think you think so. Think you'll make her? Eleven games. So four with Baltimore, three with Kansas City, four with Tampa. How many of those eleven do you think they win? Four. So four and seven. Four and I don't know. Kansas City's pretty rotten right now. Yeah. Nobody's as rotten as this collection. <laughs> Nobody's as rotten. They got poor chubby Willie Ostadio playing second base. <laughs> poor Willie came up to be an extra hitter, take a few swings. We can't get him out of the lineup. Get him He's in there. Everywhere. Put him in there. I don't care where. He yeah. puts the ball in play. Get him back. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Southwest Minnesota is drowning down there. Uh, they got the hell kicked out of it. Some of my friends from Marshall, I saw some photos they sent while water flooding all over. And uh, there's another town down there that allegedly got 14 inches of rain. A lot of flooding uh, on the Des Moines River and uh, places like that down there. And what uh, did Johnny just told us? We're going to get another wild thunderstorm here in the next day or two? Yeah, with these high temperatures, it's it, there's a lot of isolated activity. But I, it was supposed to stop raining a long time ago. This is this is ridiculous here. Hang in there, pool. <laughs> I think the last time I looked, the pool was doing okay. That's all I really care about. Hey, uh, so what was it, uh, two, three weeks, was it two weeks ago that Jimmy Butler couldn't stand to play with Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. Uh, where did that report come from? Uh, Can't remember where that I report. don't remember where that one came from. Mm, but that one was, that Things was are coming popular. in all over the place. And that was, uh, that was the one everybody, of course, seized on because uh, people feel like uh, they, 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 Andrew's lackadaisical attitude comes through and they could see jimmy uh being upset with him but now joe collie from the chicago sun times uh says a league source close to the situation told the sun times on tuesday that kyrie Irvin and jimmy butler are still trying to figure out a way to play together as for butler a league source said that he also has no intentions of signing an extension with minnesota all but fed up with the nonchalant attitude of his younger teammates, specifically Carl Anthony Towns. Uh-oh. So uh, we, we, uh, we, we can't, can't get on this wave, same wavelength here as to uh, who he's particularly upset with. Two weeks ago, he, wasn't, he didn't want to play with Andrew Wiggins anymore. Or, or no, wait. Wiggins didn't want to play with him. Oh. Wasn't that it? I thought it Man, was the other way around. I, I, I don't know. I think know. Wiggins didn't want to play with him. Mm. Well, the, yeah, earlier in the year it was that supposedly Wiggins didn't like his role in the offense, that he didn't, you know, he didn't like mm-hmm. sort of taking a backseat. But, but I think a couple weeks ago Butler it was Wiggins Towns didn't want and, to play with him. Yeah. Well, I thought the I thought the few weeks ago it was Butler was frustrated with Wiggins or mm-hmm. I don't know. This yeah. stuff is just it's, it's oh, it's, all it's over the rolling place. here, though. It's rolling yeah. here, and if you want to hear all about it, 
listen from nine to one. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, I was on with the boys at the start of the noon yes, hour today talking about it. Yeah, it actually was pretty good. Yeah. And the one, uh, you're right that uh, whatever's going on, and there's obviously some frustration here, as you point out, Jimmy Butler wasn't the most popular teammate in Chicago right. uh, at the end after Thibodeau left. And, uh, but, you know, we got to have a little kumbaya here. I and I say take all the fellas to Banff. And uh, Anthony, and uh, you know, Tolliver is supposed to be a great guy. Yes. So I I don't know if I'm inviting Teague. And uh, from, Teague, from will, Teague will play. He doesn't. He's, he doesn't care. And from people that I've had conversations with from the the last time Anthony Tolliver was here during the Rick Adelman time, mm-hmm. that he's awesome. He's just great, friendly so, guy, good so teammate. I'm, ta- all this I'm stuff, getting so. Butler, Andrew, Cat. And I'm going to bring Cod Tolliver along as a guy who can talk sense to them. He's been a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. And we're going to Banff for like four days. Yeah. And Tibbs is going to grill steaks and sit around, and we're all going to get together here. And <laughs> I mean, have a good old time. I mean, listen, Tom Thibodeau is making $8 million a year. He's the president of basketball operations, he's the head coach. This is his responsibility. I mean, I know we're talking mm-hmm. about adult men here, and they're grown men, and they have to act like grown men, but. This is his, he is overseeing this. He is the one who has the final say on all personnel decisions and who's going to be here and who's not going to be here and all this stuff. He has to sit these guys down, whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. He has to sit them down and he has to say, okay, guys, we have to figure this out because this team is too talented to be sitting here bickering at each other back and forth and mad at each other about, you know, work ethic and all this other stuff. I can 100% guarantee that Glenn Taylor would not allow Tom Thibodeau to trade Carl Anthony. No chance. There's no chance. No, he's the face of the franchise. He would get rid of of Thibodeau before he would allow that to happen. But in all honesty. Because right now, I don't think Tibbs is in great standing with the owner. And as good as Jimmy Butler is... And as athletically gifted as Andrew Wiggins may be, Carl Anthony Towns is the most important person yes. in that organization. Uh, he is second most important they've ever had yes. behind uh, Kevin Garnett. So they have whatever the issue might be. Tom Thibodeau has to make sure that Carl Anthony Towns is happy. Mm-hmm. He has to make sure he's happy because he is the most and important piece of this sure thing going forward. Involved. So exactly. let's say the Jimmy Butler can't stand this guy, can't stand that guy. At what point then do you have to start to entertain moving Jimmy Butler? Well, that's uh, you know I I, I don't I think you do it. Today. I don't think you do it just because you have to. You have to at least give yourself one year to see what this core can do together. Because Jimmy was hurt for the majority of the, or not for the majority, mm-hmm. but for a portion of the year last year. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing you have to start thinking about with Jimmy is no. If you're going to move Jimmy, if Jimmy comes to you and says, "Hey, if you still got the, if you still got Carl Anthony Towns, I'm not going to sign here next year." Then you move him. Then you got to move him. You got to move him. Yeah. Yes. You got to move him now because you get into halfway through the season and he gets hurt. People do not, uh, you know, Carl uh, Wiggins has terrible reputation in town. Cat has a great reputation in town. But Cat's a bit of a prima donna, and uh, he's he's got the softness to him. And the one thing I still uh, uh, find interesting about Wiggins, I'm not going to talk to Gil. No, it's not, but it's pretty good. Please, 
I hate to switch topics for just a quick moment, but you have a very important phone call from your normal three o'clock host. Ah, uh, okay, all right. What's up, sir? Why in the hell isn't this game on TV? <laughs> it is on TV. It's just on Facebook TV, sir. That's not TV. That's Facebook. <laughs> I'm not doing that. I am not sitting in front you of a have, computer. You have a very fine TV. Yeah. That will take you to Facebook and allow you to watch the game. Not in the garage, it won't. <laughs> then if I were you, I'd get the hell out of the garage and go in the house, dear. You got one of these uh, TCLs, right? T- uh, I think it? so. Yeah, it's TCL, right? Yes, he yeah. does. He's got yeah. one. You're in the TCL broadcast studio. Yes, of well, I do. go to that. Well, what the hell? Find Facebook what? and watch the game. How is some senior citizen supposed to watch this game? Hey, Joe, there's the other way of looking at it. Yeah? Do you really need to watch these jackasses another game? I, I'd give them 30 minutes, an hour, yeah. <laughs> I think that I think we should all... I think we should, I think we should all look at it as a needed respite from these clowns. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd feel that way if, I, if my option wasn't Facebook. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah, goodbye. All righty. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> I figured you'd enjoy that. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> did he know that it was an issue? Or was he? Uh, I don't think so. That's mm-hmm. why I immediately had to put him through. Okay. Because he called you to ask how come he couldn't he find called, the game? He called the warm line and said, who is this? I said, who's this? <laughs> he says, it's Sushere. I'm like, oh, it's Reavers. Okay. Where's the damn tea or where's the damn game on? <laughs> and I said, you, you had hang a good on. point yesterday. The FSN oh receptionist, God. they probably don't even take phone calls. They probably anymore. block the it's, lines. It's yeah. probably They're just, probably just busy all the lines. But I'm picturing you know, our, our poor Sharon out there at our front desk yeah. at FSN going, Sir, it's just on Facebook Live. <laughs> oh, I, I told you it used to be that way. They used to call the nurse, newspaper and complain about stuff not being on TV. Well, yeah, was, we'll get an occasional you know, call here. And we'd say, oh, don't have much to do with yeah, that. I don't know but, what to tell uh, you. Good luck to you. Yeah. Anyway, so, tips, uh, I'm, not, uh, I'm not willing to get all amped up over this. Uh, you know. I, I do get the sense that this Jimmy Butler thing that everybody's talking about today is probably a little bit overblown. But I also think that overall... It goes back to what I was saying before. Tom Thibodeau's got to sit these guys yep. down and get this get this figured out because there's too much there's too much chatter They're going on. Out. There's They're, too much chatter going on he, around. I, I say the big problem is not. There. One big problem still remains. Take away attitude. Take away everything. They got to figure out how Butler and Wiggins play with each other. Yes. They got to yes. just X and O wise. They got to figure out how those two guys play with each other. Absolutely. And One reason Wiggins had a lousy year this year is he didn't have the basketball. You know, and, and wh- you're paying you're paying Andrew Wiggins 148 million dollars mm-hmm. over the next five years. You've got to make it work. But one thing I think. Thibodeau has to do this year because he has been so reluctant to playing his young. And I know a Patton was hurt a lot last year, but well, with their salary, years, well, with yeah. their salary cap hell, he has got to start playing. I don't playing think there's any reason to doubt that he's going to play a Koji and uh, the other guy. I think, they especially play. since they're both shooters, which is what they need. And well, especially since a Koji will guard somebody. Yeah, so, yeah, a Kogi, whatever we call. All right. Well, anyway, get ready for a long summer until Cat signs his contract. So, and by the way, when Butler doesn't sign his, 
because it's about $50 million less that he can make next year, uh, then we can go through all of this again. We'll be back. So, gentlemen, after the railroad, uh, after the train ride from hell uh, on Thursday, we get downtown Chicago about 8 o'clock or 8.15. We're going into the hotel where the twins are staying because I, I got a room there. And there's this absolute mob of autograph seekers. Twins, hotel. Huh. And then I see this guy, somebody's walking down the street, and there's at least 20 Five people storming after him, uh, you know, and I'm saying, my God, who, who, who do they love? Then I walk in the lobby and Julius Irving's in there. Oh. The big three was staying. The big three guys uh, were staying at that hotel. And uh, uh, I think any one of the twins could have came out and stood on the curb and nobody would have paid any attention to them. So. Probably not. So that was uh, kind of deflating. What do you got, Johnny? Uh, this update, Patrick, sponsored by Dell. Dell's Black Friday and July sale, up to 40% off and deals on PCs with Intel Core processors. Plus, get free shipping. Visit dell.com slash business deals or 877-BY-DELL. Uh, Twins and Brewers playing down in Milwaukee this afternoon. It's scoreless. They're in the fourth inning. Uh, the Twins with one hit, although I have one hits written down here, but they have one mm -hmm. hit. No, Clem, split. that's one hit. <laughs> Uh, Jake Odorizzi's given up two hits, no runs through three innings. Although uh, Jake, uh, Manny uh, was discussing this earlier, again he's already up to through three innings, sixty-six pitches. Uh, he's uh, he's not throwing thirty-one in the first inning. Oof. Uh, Twins did make a roster move before this game. They recalled lefty Gabriel Moya from Rochester to make room. They optioned righty Zach Littell back to Rochester. Zach, of course, is the fella who suffered the loss in last night's game against. The Brewers. Hey, walk off. A uh, walk, walk off. Walk, walk off. Uh, you, I'm sorry. I, I'm not able to watch this game because yeah. it's on Facebook Live and I don't have an account. Uh, but you said Bobby Wilson is in the lineup today, he is, right? Yeah, he's yes. catching. How about this from Mike Berardino? He just tweeted this stat out 18 seconds ago. Since June 7th, Bobby Wilson is one for 29. Yeah. Well, Five walks and two sacrifice bunts. Holy unfortunately, cow. Unfortunately, the other guy is like thrown to a backstop. Yes. <laughs> wow. He's a bit of a bit of a butcher back there. Yeah. At the World Cup, Sweden beat Switzerland one to nothing, and England defeated Colombia in a match decided by penalty kicks. And Colombia led after three rounds of the penalty kicks, three to two, and ended up losing uh, by missing the next two. Minnesota United with a holiday game tomorrow. You'll hear it right here. They're playing Toronto FC at TCF Bank Stadium. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. I thought, you, I thought it was a 6 o'clock start. Nope, 7 o'clock. Well, mm. I, I, but my schedule says. Okay. <laughs> are we talking about? Uh, the uh, United. Minnesota okay. United. Tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, Lynx are in action this evening. Their seven-game win streak on the line against Indiana. That'll be at the Target Center. And I don't think the fever is very good. They are one, I believe, last I checked, they were one and 16. Okay. Well, so we should be able to handle them. You know what? In theory, yeah. yes, I believe so, yes. Uh, Patrick, you are correct. Yep, scarves up or at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Yep, yep. Mm -hmm. I'm not I sure feel. why I typed that. Well, back. come you on. Can't, you can't fool me on soccer. <laughs> Tomorrow's our welcome our neighbors to the south. Is the know. gay kid going to get to play this time? Yeah. We had the big play. ceremony yeah. for the gay kid, and then he didn't get off the bench. <laughs> what? Didn't play we at didn't all? We didn't even get him in there? Nope. I don't, no, I shouldn't say anything. No, that. I don't think you, you should know. either. We're, we're Find out. That dangerous Find character. out on the Adrian Heath show tonight. <laughs> yeah. What's Did he rip anybody last week? 
Uh, no. no. So it was two weeks ago that he tore everybody apart, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. The, is he uh, here or is he at a bar tonight? I believe they're here. Yeah, I think they're here. Six o'clock tonight, if you're wondering. The Adrian Heath show. Pat, you should inspire him before the broadcast. Give him a little, Adrian, we're talking about ratings here. Rip (laughs) everybody. We love you when you're mad. We love you when you're mad. (laughs) The uh, Packers, Green Bay Packers, desire to use that three-headed running back committee. Yeah, we're going to first couple of games, we're going to have to scratch one, right? Yeah, it's going to have to be two-headed for the first couple Mm. of games. Aaron Jones has been suspended. Without pay for two games for violating the NFL policy. Smoking a little dope, I believe, at two games, right? Yep, he was arrested in October 2017 on a marijuana-related charge. He pleaded no contest in February. I want my running back smoking dope. (laughs) That's okay with me. And you know what? Najee Davenport just said that's the worst thing a Packers running back has ever done off the field. I think the statute of limitations has expired on that. No, no, I'm sorry. A guy pooping in a closet is always going to be in play. (laughs) So what's going to happen? Man, uh, hey, we got a we got a we got a big rodeo guest coming up here, so we better run here, okay. Danny. Thank you. The Hamill Rodeo will be held for the thirty eighth time at that uh, little uh, rodeo ring out there at Corcoran Lions Park. It's easier to find. It's right off Highway fifty five uh, near the junction of one hundred and one. Uh, 10 miles west of Minneapolis, July starts Thursday and Sunday, Hamill Rodeo, uh, and it's a, a good time for family and everything else. And Stockton Graves is with us. He's a steer wrestler, and uh, Stockton uh, will be here. Now, sir, Stockton, how you doing? Where are you today? Oh, uh, just about the Mobridge, South Dakota. <laughs> okay, now you are ra- you are riding and uh, uh, competing in nine different locations this week, right? Yeah, we'll be well. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, I think we figured it will be. We'll run eight steers in about days here from today <laughs> through Saturday. And uh, the Mobridge is uh, is that event tonight then, or when is that tomorrow? Yeah, we'll start at Mobridge tonight and. We'll be at uh, Kildare, North Dakota in the morning, and Mandan, <laughs> North Dakota tomorrow night, and then we'll be in Hamill on the 5th. Okay. Uh, steer Wrestling. Now, you're also a college uh, rodeo coach, right? Yeah, Northwestern Oklahoma State University. And that is located where? Alva, Oklahoma, Northwest Oklahoma. Okay, Alva, is that uh, where north the northwestern part of Oklahoma? That's got to be the heart of rodeo country right there. <laughs> well, we'd like to think so, anyway. Okay. How big a town is Alva? Oh, you know, it's probably right around 2,500 people, 3,000, I think. And and uh, competing, college, collegiate ro- a rodeo, how many schools are participating? We have, in our region, which is Oklahoma and Kansas, we have, I think, 19 schools in the region, between K-State and Oklahoma State and a lot of junior colleges and other four-year universities. So I was looking at your bio, and uh, in your bio, you're wearing glasses. Does a do you have glasses that work in steer wrestling? Yeah, they just work for me all the time. So you uh, you you will wrestle a steer down while you're wearing glasses. Yeah. <laughs> How did this become your specialty? Oh, uh, you know, we rodeoed my whole life. My parents rodeoed, my grandparents rodeoed, and dad bulldogged and. It was just something I did, uh, you know, as a young man and kind of fell in love with, and um, that just kind of led from there. What is the uh, secret of uh, steer wrestling? I mean, what 
how promptly do you have to make sure you get him down and uh, taken care of? Well, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a timed event, so fastest time wins. So that's the main thing is to be faster than everybody else. But it's uh, it's really between you and the steer. It's not a competition between you and everybody else. Um, and, you know, hopefully if you can overcome that, then you can win a little money here and there. Uh, Stockton Graves is with us. He'll be competing in Hamill on the first day of the rodeo Thursday in steer wrestling. So I know that uh, there are uh, broncs with big reputations and there are bulls with big reputations. Are steers the same way? Do you draw some, uh, do you say, oh, no, not him? Or uh, are, are, there, uh, are, they, are they not quite as notorious, uh, the steers? You know, I think among the steer wrestlers, they are. But as far as among the general public, they don't know them. You know, they don't have names and stuff like that. They just have numbers. And we keep records on them. Uh, you know, we run a lot of different steers throughout the year. And, and uh, people keep tabs on them and notes on them. So you kind of know what they do or, or, you know, hopefully you do. And then if you don't, you just kind of got to react and go with what you got. But, um, you know, amongst the steer wrestlers, there are notorious steers that are really good that you really want to have, and then there's some steers that are stronger and not very good that you want to stay away from. Yeah, they, they, uh, as, as they, as the steer gets a little more experienced, does he get trickier? Do they learn more? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes if they get missed a lot, uh, they learn how to, how to kind of defend themselves or whatever, you know, they kind of, uh, you tendency to, uh, get missed a lot more. So sometimes, uh, yeah, they do get tricky. Uh, uh, when's, when was your last whiff? Did you ever have a complete whiff? Hey, I've had many of them. I, uh, the last one, I don't know, probably within a few weeks ago, I'll bet. Okay. So, and they, of course they, you know, they got, they got the horns there. You need those to pull them down. Is that the danger of, uh, of the, the worst danger of steer wrestling, getting yourself gored? No, not, not really. I mean, that, it does happen, but that's not a real big worry. The two main injuries in the steer wrestling are, are knee injuries, and actually one is the pectoral muscle in the right arm uh, has become a real popular injury. So mainly knees and, and shoulders and stuff like that. Now, where does the stock come from in a place like Hamill? Is that a uh, does that is that a traveling uh, uh, group of uh, of uh, animals, or do they have their own unique uh, animals here? Um, yeah, I mean, like the, the steers at Hamill, uh, they'll be provided by a stock contractor, which provides the bucking horses and the bulls and everything. So that's what you call a stock contractor, and he gets the contract to bring all the livestock to the rodeo. And then he has several other rodeos throughout the year that he'll have the same stock at. So as you go to more of that contractor's rodeos, you get familiar with the steers. You guys will go eight times a week. How many times a week will they have the animal go? Oh, they can own. They'll only go like in Hamill. They'll go twice. Okay. Yeah. So uh, it's not so. Uh, now you. So you're. When is your down period? When did when? I mean, you're coaching rodeo, but uh, what what is the busy season for a cowboy, and what is the uh, kind of relaxed season? Um, you know, the like right now for an for a cowboy right now is the very July, August, September, very very busy season. Uh, the winter time uh, is usually the downtime, like after September 30th till December, right there, you get a pretty good break. And then you go to a few 
starting January through the spring. But then when summer kicks off right here, 4th of July, a little bit before end of June, man, you'll go to one a day for three or four months in a row. So, you know, them guys rodeo and will. Uh, you're uh, you got a, you're married. You got a daughter and a son. Uh, how often do how old are the kids, and how often do they get to watch you? Uh, as often as I can, um, they go with me quite a bit. Uh, but um, sequence four, or and uh, Gus is just one. So oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so they uh, but they like to go, and I try to take them as much as I can. Like on this deal right here, where we're going to be gone for a week, um, they stayed home this time. Uh, just because we're going to be busy going, uh, you know, every day and be a lot of truck time. And so there's not a whole lot of, you know, recreational time to stop and see things and stuff like that when we're in the summertime. But, you know, in the spring and stuff like that, they go a lot where we're home back and forth from home. Stockton Graves, he's a steer wrestler from Alva, Oklahoma. He'll be competing at Hamill. The Hamill Rodeo runs from Thursday to Sunday. Uh, you were the college coach of a fella from uh, Appleton who's also a steer wrestler, J.D. Struxness. So you compete against one another? Yeah, we do. And and is that uh, are there quite a few of your guys that you've coached out there amongst them now? There is, yeah. We have a lot of kids, a lot of young men and women that go on to the professional ranks from college rodeo and from Northwestern there. That's uh, one of the benefits of going down there is uh, a lot of kids rodeo down there, and they graduate on to go on to the Professional Rodeo Association. So uh, what's the uh, what's the reputation of Hamill as a rodeo around the circuit? Us uh, rodeo uh, always has been. And, uh, you know, like we're from Oklahoma, so... It's, it's quite a ways for us to come up here, but we we try to come up here every year because Hamill and then and there's two or three other rodeos going on. That's a pretty good little run for you. Okay, and uh, one last thing. I, I imagine this isn't a terribly popular viewing. Uh, I went to the movie The Rider, which is uh, getting good reviews, but uh, kind of a depressing view of uh, rodeo. Uh, have you uh, bothered to go watch it? I have not seen it. Yeah, no. you, you might you might want to skip it. It's not uh, it doesn't it doesn't give the best possible view of uh, what might happen. So uh, anyway, Stockton, uh, good luck uh, up here in Hamilton on this whole trip. Here, uh, uh, this is called Cowboy Christmas, I guess the July Fourth area uh, time frame, huh? Yeah, a lot of rodeos, a lot of money to be won. Okay, sir. Good luck. Thank you. All right, Stockton Graves, uh, steer wrestler. I don't know about that one. You, you 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 ride the horse and then you jump off and you wrestle them to the ground mm-hmm. and they you know they're they're big fellas and they might you know why they're steers though don't you I do yeah we you know you get to eat those things at uh, various feeds around the country right so. you know a guy uh, a guy you know that you're talking to right now married into this kind of a family that's oh, involved really? uh in the uh, in the rodeo, rodeo circuit industry. oh yeah yeah really? uh, my Ooh. brother-in-law who uh who found out rather quickly that this probably wasn't going to be a long-term thing for him what happened to him? Well, he just realized that okay, if I continue to do this, I'm going to end up, you know, being in a wheelchair here pretty uh-huh. soon. Just yes. it, it takes a real big toll on a, on yeah, your body. Well, uh, you know, go enjoy the Hamill Rodeo. They are fun, though. I will say, even if you're not into it, mm-hmm. you can go to a rodeo, and not really know what's going on, and be thoroughly oh, entertained. Sure. Go to the Hamill Rodeo and don't go to the movie The Rider. No, do not do that. Do the two of those because they're uh, it, uh, it it's uh, it's uh, kind of depressing to say the least. But hey, 
They're going to ride, these two guys are going to ride eight times in five days here. Oh, my God. If Four or five times. Go get them, fella. That's, that's just the driving alone would kill you. No so, kidding. All right, we'll be back. Quiet, please. We'll be on the air. And now, this day in history. Patrick? They got him. him. He got him. Marshall picked him up. I knew if he was going to try and take that lead, Mike was too quick for him, and he nailed him. He really set him up by stepping off the rubber three times. And that was all part of it. Now watch out. He's got him leaning on his right leg. He is hung out to dry all the way. On this day in history, one of the goofiest baseball players I ever had a chance to deal with, (laughs) uh, Mike Marshall, 1974, with the Dodgers, pitched in his 13th consecutive game. He relieved, relieved Tommy John. Uh, the relief pitcher, uh, Mike Marshall, who, by the way, one of his featured pitches was the screwball. And that season, uh, with the uh, Dodgers, he had 106 appearances. <laughs> 106 appearances. Man. Uh 208 innings as a closer. Wow. Basically. The year before, 92. That was in Montreal. Uh, 65 before that. Uh, then... He kind of uh, wasn't as effective. He was kicking around. He was a big pain in the ass as far as labor concerned. You know, he was one of Marvin Miller's guys, and Mm -hmm. all of baseball was afraid of him. And then in 1979-78, the Twins uh, needed a relief pitcher. Tommy John was uh, Tommy Johnson had blown out his arm. Mm -hmm. He was the guy, and Mock called talked uh gene mock gene mock called talk calvin into signing him over pretty much over calvin's dead body he didn't want to but he showed up like in june and had 54 appearances and then in 1979 he had 90 appearances for the twins Holy cow. A 265 era next year he couldn't get him out and they let him go but uh, Mike Marshall, then he became a kinesiologist, professor of physiology, weren't he and in still the, teaches pitching. Weren't he and Pedro Guerrero big buddies, too? Wasn't that the story no, of Guerrero I going? I don't think so. Oh, I don't think so. I thought that I was I don't the, think Pedro, uh, Mike Marshall. Mike Marshall's favorite guy, uh, I would say, was Mike Marshall. Oh, of course, yes. And boy, did he have the bad leisure suits, too. He was still wearing leisure suits in he, the 80s. He went 15 and 12 as a reliever yeah. in 74. Oh. Mock loved him. Mock loved him because he just used him every day. 